You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host. Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. We are to week three. Week three, everyone. The season is already flying by, and we're getting into the matchup previews, part one of week three, the matchup previews. We've got a great show on the docket. We've got Miami versus Jaguars Thursday night football preview. Then we've got Chicago, Atlanta. That's going to be a pretty good game. We got the Rams versus the Bills. Josh Allen, we're going to talk about him for sure. Then we got Washington, Cleveland, Tennessee, Minnesota, Vegas Raiders versus the Patriots. That's going to be a good game. San Francisco versus Danny Jones. Uh, Cincinnati, Philadelphia. Those are the games we're going to be covering on this podcast today. Uh, and I, uh, kudos to everyone watching this live on TikTok. Thank you for the support. And if you're listening to the podcast, uh, bear with me if there are any technical issues, uh, trying to, trying to start doing more live streaming, but there are little, you know, snags to, that, that are going to take some time to figure out. But so far, so good. We're going to get into it. Just really, we're just really going to hop into it. First things first with the Dolphins, Jaguars, that, that is going to be, uh, I'm not exactly excited about this game. Jaguars 1-1, Dolphins 0-2. Some struggling teams. However, there are some, some rays of light for fantasy football. Gardner Minshew has looked very good over the past two weeks. 20 points week one, 25 points against Tennessee. Now he's got Miami and Cincinnati. Minshew is a great starting candidate for your fantasy team right now. In these two matchups against Miami and then Cincinnati, I am firing up Minshew. If you were banking on Kirk Cousins as your fantasy quarterback, if you you drafted Kirk Cousins and were expecting him to be good, or if you drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, things aren't working out. You got to make adjustments. Gardner Minshew is a great solution for short term, possibly could turn into long term. He's got some really, really juicy matchups. Miami, Cincinnati, Houston, Detroit. Those are great matchups, guys. I believe in Minshew. I talked about it some in the offseason. He's, I think, a great, great quarterback. I really do. And he's very impressive so far throughout these first two weeks. I've watched most of his uh, plays. Really loving Minshew. Now, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm not starting. Not at all. He had 26 points last week. But... We're not banking on Ryan Fitzpatrick, all right? Five points or 26. That's what you get from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Week one, he got five. Week two, he got 26. You're gonna, it's it's a complete boom or bust for Ryan Fitzpatrick. No reason for me to risk it with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, so not starting him, but I am firing up Gardner Minshew. Now the running back situation for the Dolphins, it sounds ugly, but someone may be emerging as the guy to own. Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin has honestly looked pretty good. 10 points in week one against New England, 14 points against Buffalo. 
6.6 yards per carry. Now, now, now keep in mind, he has not topped 10 attempts on the ground, but he has four receptions and six receptions. He's getting pretty involved in the passing game, which is pretty promising for him. Uh, it, it's hard to be excited about Miles Gaskin, just given the situation, given that most people probably know nothing about him. But considering the current fantasy football landscape with Christian McCaffrey out, Saquon out, so many high-caliber starters, Mostert, all out, Miles Gaskin is worth picking up. And I think against Jacksonville, he is worth a flex play if you have to. All right, if you have to, you can start Miles Gaskin. You can do worse than Miles Gaskin. Now, on the other side, James Robinson. I love James Robinson. Looked fantastic. He is he's looked great. Uh he's coming in as a rookie. They got rid of Leonard Fournette. The question is, is it gonna be Divine Azigbo? Who's who's gonna be in charge there? Reichwell Armstead, neither. It's James Robinson, rookie from Illinois State. Illinois. Illinois. I almost said Illinois. Oh my goodness. Anyways, he's the number twelve overall running back so far. Ten points in week one, twenty-two points in week two against Indianapolis and then Tennessee. Miami is the easiest matchup he's faced so far. 16 attempts in both games. That is promising. 16 attempts. That's his That's his workload. That didn't change at all. 62 yards week one. 102 yards for 6.4 yards per carry with a touchdown. That is, that is amazing production, especially for someone who is genuinely coming off the waiver wire. Someone who was undrafted in every single fantasy league is now the number 12 overall running back. I don't think he's going to keep it up the whole year. But in this this stretch, Miami, Cincinnati, Houston, Detroit, he's definitely worth a start as a flex given the current landscape of the running back position with so many injuries. James Robinson, I like. I like the play. I like James Robinson. I, I, I have no idea how we got to this point where we're talking about James Robinson as a start, but it's week three and here we are. Now, wide receiver position, Devontae Parker, completely busted week one, eight points, didn't look good. Week two, he had 16. Here, here's the problem with Devontae Parker. He, is, uh, he relies on the most unreliable quarterback probably ever, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Devontae Parker relies on Fitzpatrick, which is going to be a headache. If you've owned Devontae Parker in the past, you know he's he's been inconsistent. He really had the stretch from week 6 to week 17 last year of amazing fantasy production. And 2020 started off, you know, one bad week, but week 2 he got it done again. I think against Jacksonville, I think he does get it again. I think he has a good game, solid game, 15 15 points. You know, 50 yards touchdown on six receptions or so. I'm not expecting a massive performance, but Devontae Parker is a good start. He's the only guy on the Dolphins besides Gesicki. Gesicki is a fantastic start. Had the breakout last week. They said he's not the starter. Then he came out, had 130 yards on eight receptions and a touchdown. Gesicki is going to go off again. Love Gesicki as a fantasy option this week. Now on the other side of the ball, DJ Chark. DJ Chark is currently questionable. This is uh, 
it's it's a gross situation because he plays Thursday night, so there's not as much time for him to get healthier or for us to understand what the situation is. If he plays, I'm starting him against Miami. I think he'll have a good game. 11 points, 12 points, nothing spectacular yet, but he's been doing pretty well, and it's the best matchup that he's facing. So I think I think DJ Chark is actually a fantastic buy-low candidate because he's got Miami, Cincinnati, Houston, Detroit coming up, and that is amazing. And if people drafted him to be their wide receiver one, they're a little disappointed right now. So starting Chark if he plays. If not, LaVisca Chenault. You you guys may not know about him. He he hasn't been talked about much. Week one, he came in, had a, a 30-yard touchdown. I said, okay, okay, I'm listening. Against Tennessee, he had three more receptions for 35 yards. That's not that bad. That That is not that bad. And I know you don't want to be starting LaVisca Chenault in week three. But against Miami, with so many high-caliber fantasy players already injured, LaVisca Chenault is definitely worth rostering, keeping an eye on. And if DJ Chark is out for this Thursday night game, I think LaVisca Chenault is a pretty good start. A pretty good start in LaVisca Chanel. Sounds crazy to say. Imagine four weeks ago hearing this podcast, you'd think you'd think we were all insane. But Miami, Cincinnati, Houston, Detroit. If DJ Chark misses any time, Chanel could have a great stretch of fantasy performances. So keep an eye on him. Try to roster him. And uh, if if Chark is not in, then I would play Chanel. That's the end of the uh, the players in that game. Um, I mean, Tyler Eifert, decent option, you know. Same with most of those tight ends. You're just hoping for a touchdown. So, you know. <laughs> Who do I think takes this game, Dolphins or the Jaguars? I think Gardner Minshew leads the Jaguars to an impressive win against the Dolphins in primetime. Next game, we've got the Chicago Bears versus the Atlanta Falcons. Mitch Trubisky has gotten off to a pretty, pretty decent start, actually. 14th quarterback overall, which is better than a lot of people expected. Are we starting him against the Falcons, which they've been giving up points galore to the quarterback position? They put up the the game against uh, Dak Prescott. He got 42 points against Russell Wilson. He torched them. But Mitch Trubisky is not in the same league as those quarterbacks. However, I think the Falcons' defense is bad enough that once again, if you were banking on Kirk Cousins, Turbisky this week is a better start. If you're banking on Jimmy Garoppolo, take a look at Turbisky. There are other guys that I like. I like Minshew more. I like Ryan Tannehill far more. But if you have to, in this matchup, I think Turbisky is startable. I think he is. <laughs> I think Turbisky is startable. So far, I've recommended started James James uh, Robinson, LaVisca Chanel, and Mitch Turbisky. Sounds so crazy, but guys, the Falcons' defense is so horrible that I think you can start him. Matt Ryan on the other side, firing up. He has been fantastic. He's just been a complete beast, firing up Matt Ryan. He is matchup-proof at this, at this point. All right, the running back position, David Montgomery looking good. He is not seriously injured. He should be playing. That is great news for Montgomery owners because a lot of people were a little worried that he might miss serious time. Whenever there's a neck injury, you know, it's it's a little scary. The neck isn't something you want to mess around with, but he is healthy. 
uh, roll him out against Atlanta. Horrible defense. They've given up a lot of receptions to the running back position. David Montgomery finally looking good. And I think David Montgomery is startable once again as a solid RB2. Last game, 21 points. 16 attempts, 82 yards. Finally was efficient. That's what we wanted to see from Montgomery. That's what we loved about him in college was the efficiency. He got it done. Got it done through the air as well. Loving David Montgomery. Solid, solid running back to this week. Now on the other side, Todd Gurley. Man, can you start him? Can you throw Todd Gurley into your lineup with any sort of confidence this week? Six points. Even week one, 13, that's not that good. He's the number 28, no, 32 PPR running back through two weeks. In Chicago, that's a pretty good defensive line. Are you starting Todd Gurley? I think most people who own Todd Gurley, at least that I know, they have to start him this week based on what else they have. But I don't, I don't like Todd Gurley this week. I was not high on Gurley to start the season, and everything I've seen from him has, has made me less high on him. Todd Gurley or Montgomery? I'm going Montgomery. Todd Gurley or James Robinson? I'm going James Robinson this week. Todd Gurley or Joshua Kelly? I'm going Joshua Kelly this week. I do not like starting Todd Gurley this week, and I don't think you can start him with any confidence. A lot of leagues are going to have to roll him out there, but I, I have no confidence in him. Now, wide receiver position, moving on. We got to keep keep it going along. Allen Robinson. I'm going to say it one more time, guys. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to look at both cameras, the TikTok Live and the, the podcast camera. Buy low on Allen Robinson. Now, for the TikTok people, buy low on Allen Robinson. He is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. That is just a fact. He's going he's gonna to produce. Come on. He's going to produce. It's simple. When you've got someone as talented as Allen Robinson, as the wide receiver one on a team, getting nine targets a game, fantasy production will follow. Two bad games, 12, six points. He's got Atlanta now. This is the week. He bounces back. People who panicked on him feel stupid. Atlanta has given up so many fantasy points to the wide receiver position. Allen Robinson is going to completely go off this week by low before it's too late. That's the only wide receiver on the Bears I'm starting. Now on the other side, we got Julio Jones. If he if he's healthy, start Julio. That's my my piece of advice. If Julio's healthy, you start him. Not exactly sure what the situation will be. We are going to talk to Dr. Natwa on Friday about the injuries, so keep tuned for that. Now, Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage. Calvin Ridley has been fantastic. Number one wide receiver overall. He's just been amazing. 34 fantasy points week one. 30 points week two. Double-digit targets in each game. Over 100 yards and two touchdowns. I think he continues this stretch. I think he continues the dominating stretch. I think Calvin Ridley is here to stay. I think this is, I've said it a couple times, this is the transition year where it goes from Jones being the one to Ridley being the two to Ridley being the one. And I think the next guy in line, the next guy in line, guys, Russell Gage. Now, I know you're going to moan and say, no, 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 not Russell Gage. He's not going to do anything. Russell Gage is fantastic. 
go watch a game. Go watch these Falcons game. Russell Gage looks great. He looks great. They're confident in him. Nine receptions, six receptions, 114 yards, 46, and a touchdown. He's been great so far. And it's not just two games. Because if we go back to last year, he ended the season with a very strong finish. Russell Gage's startable flex, wide receiver three, especially given the injury climate. And if Julio Jones is out, Russell Gage's startable wide receiver two. And in this Falcons offense that is so high-powered with no defense, there is unlimited upside for all these wide receivers because they we saw week one, there's a chance that Matt Ryan comes out and has to throw the ball 55 times. So the upside is there. If Julio's out, wide receiver two. If he's in, wide receiver three, solid flex. I think Russell Gage is here to stay. Hayden Hurst got it done. For sure. Five for 72 and a touchdown. Week one, he didn't look too good. And this is this is uh, this is how the tight end position is for the most part, guys. You have to bank on a touchdown. You got to bank on a touchdown. I mean, if it, it would have been a good game. 72 yards, but it wouldn't have been amazing. The touchdown is really all that matters for the tight end position. So if you've got him, yeah, you're going to be starting him. Uh, that's that's all I got to say about him. Who do I think wins this? I think the Bears win. You hear that, guys? I think the Bears beat the Falcons, and the Falcons start off 0-3. I think the Falcons, they put up points, but the defense is so bad that they allow David Montgomery... Mitch Trubisky and L. Robinson to come back and win. I think the Bears get the win. Start off 3-0, Falcons 0-3. That's, that's what I think happens. Next game, we got the Rams versus the Bills. Here we go. Here is the test for Josh Allen. Here is the test for Josh Allen. Can he do it when Aaron Donald... Aaron Donald. Aaron Don- Can Josh Allen do it when Aaron Donald is coming at him? When Jalen Ramsey is out in the out in the open field. Can Josh Allen still produce at the level he's been producing? Now, fantasy-wise, if you have him, of course you are starting him. Real life, though, I, I'm very interested. I don't know if I think he's going to do it. I don't know if I think he's going to continue this production. I went back. I went back, guys. I watched the game against Miami. And yeah, he looked great. He made some spectacular throws. Spectacular run where he uh, bulldozed the defenders over. But there were still way too many throws that were just downright bad just just inaccurate and it's a little worrisome now overall great games but those errors against Miami they they didn't really affect the game he he missed digs on a uh, on a crossing route across the middle he had digs probably for a touchdown and he missed him and it didn't really matter cuz the next possession they did that same play, and he hit him, and they they ended up scoring. But in a game against a much stouter defense, those missed throws are going to hurt him a lot more, and they will hurt the Bills a lot more. So I'm not sure if I quite believe Josh Allen is up for the task against the Rams, but I'm excited to watch this because this is what I think of as the pinnacle Josh Allen's prove-it week. This is the week... He proves me wrong or proves me right. Is the accuracy and decision-making, are those still issues? Or has he truly established himself as an elite quarterback in the NFL? We're going to see. You're going to start him. You're going to start him if you've got him. But 
I'm interested to see how this one plays out. Now, Jared Goff, horrible week one, 10 points. Fantastic week two, 23. Guys, I like Jared Goff. I like Jared Goff um, whole season. He was one of my sleeper quarterbacks for the year. He's got Buffalo, decent matchup. And then he's also got New York Giants and then Washington. So some good matchups coming up. I actually think uh, Goff is a solid start this week. I think he's a solid quarterback for the year. I, I actually think he is. So Jared Goff, I am starting. You know, I'm not expecting massive performance from him. But I think he's going to do well. I think he'll do well. The running back position, Daryl Henderson looked fantastic. Came out of nowhere and looked fantastic. Daryl Henderson, week one, he had three attempts for six yards. Week two, he had 12 attempts for 81 yards and touchdown. Two receptions for 40 yards. What are we doing with Daryl Henderson. So Malcolm Brown is not going to play. Or or Cam Akers, I mean, sorry. Cam Akers is not going to play. Did not participate again. It's it's a tandem between Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson. Malcolm Brown did not practice either this week. So we're going to talk to Dr. Natwa this Friday about the injuries. But as of now, with Akers out and uh, Brown limited, I really think Henderson is a a very good start this week. I think it's a fantastic start this week, uh, especially if Malcolm Brown is also out. Man, he's an RB2 this week. Love Daryl Henderson, depending on the injury situation with the other guys. Now, the other side, Zach Moss banged up. Misses practice Wednesday. Um, So how does that affect Devin Singletary? You weren't really starting Zach Moss anyways, so him him being injured isn't going to affect Zach Moss. But but it does affect Devin Singletary because Devin Singletary has been as efficient as ever. 5.6 yards per carry last week. Looked great if you watched the game. And if he can get more opportunity without Zach Moss there, if he can get up to 20 rushing attempts, then suddenly he's a very solid running back option. So once again, we're going to monitor the health, talk to Dr. Natwa, see what's going on with the injury. But if Zach Moss misses time or is limited, I think Singletary becomes a pretty solid uh, RB2 flex play. Because uh, Zach Moss was averaging around 8.5 attempts per game. And if we put those attempts to Singletary, give him you know 18 attempts, and he still averages 4 or 5 yards per carry, he'll be great. He'll be great. So keep an eye on that. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, starting and starting. I like them both. I like them both a lot. I think they're both great wide receivers, and they're both going to do really well. <laughs> uh, Stefan Diggs, huge performance, 30 points last week. I <laughs> Stefan Diggs is a great sell-high candidate, guys. Diggs is not going to be doing this all year, Okay. Stefan Diggs is not going to be doing this all year. He's always shown us that he can have massive performances. But but I I don't believe that Stefan Diggs has just elevated to a whole new level of wide receivership. <laughs> so I am selling high on Stefan Diggs. Now, if you want to keep him, yeah, you're starting him this week after that performance, but temper your expectations a little bit because this is a much harder mass- matchup than the Jets or Miami Dolphins. Then John Brown, am I buying into him? 19 points, 18 points. He's showing us once again that he is actually a good wide receiver. 
in this matchup, I'm not going out of my way to start John Brown. But if you're in a situation where you had Cortland Sutton or some other guys who are banged up or hurt, Julio, if you've got Julio and Julio goes out, John Brown's a decent, decent start. So those are my thoughts there. Devin Knox sits out Wednesday, not not starting him either ways. And Tyler Higby had a hat trick. Three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Fantastic game by Higby. Didn't know he had that in him. Uh, look, I'm not expecting that continue. I'm not expecting him to score three touchdowns a game. But that does that is very promising to the doubters. Uh, so if you've got Higby, of course, you're firing him up after that performance. Who do I think wins this one? I think... The Bills eke out a victory over the Rams, but I think that the accuracy issues for Josh Allen are are highlighted a bit more than they have been because they're still there. Go back and watch the game. There are uh, there's still some issues. All right, the Washington football team versus the Cleveland Browns. Guys, do you, do you mind if I just like skip over this matchup? This is so gross to even think about. Okay, Dwayne Haskins and Baker Mayfield, I'm not starting either of them. Um, Antonio Gibson. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, you can start Antonio Gibson. I think he has a good game this week. Uh, I. It's weird because in a normal year, I would not recommend starting Gibson right now, but, but so many of your guys' running backs are probably injured. Mostert is out. Uh, uh, Saquon is gone. Uh, McCaffrey is gone. So many injuries have plagued fantasy football owners that Antonio Gibson now becomes a, a, a decent flex option this week. I think he has a good game against the Browns. Nine attempts week one, average four yards per carry. The attempts went up to 13, 4.2 yards per carry. So very efficient, very productive. And the, the, the amount of work is going up each week he did find the end zone last week which is very promising he got the goal line carries Peyton Barber only one carry because Peyton Barber's awful so yeah I think Gibson is a pretty good start this week I actually do like Gibson a lot this week on the other side love Nick Chubb love Nick Chubb love Kareem Hunt starting both of them fire them in your roster don't ask questions just just Put them in RB1 and RB2 and hit submit, and you're good to go. Wide receiver-wise, we got Terry McLaurin coming off the big week, 26 points. Guys, I still love Terry. I still heart Terry. We're starting him. We're starting Terry McLaurin. He's so good. He is so good. If he had any other quarterback, he'd be a top-10 wide receiver right now. I truly believe it. Watching him play, he's, he's always wide open. Last game, guys. Last game, he scored 26 points. This should have been in the 30s, maybe 40s. It, it, it could have been it could have been so much better. There were so many times it was uh it was in the first quarter, I think. He gets wide open, goes on a crossing route to the sideline. Haskins just misses him. Could have been a 30-yard touchdown, and he misses him. If Terry McLaurin had any other quarterback, he'd be top 10 right now. But even with Haskins, I still think he's a great wide receiver and deserves to be started. Great flex option, great wide receiver two option. I love Terry McLaurin, guys. Great wide receiver starting him. Odell Beckham Jr. on the other side. Startable in this, in this matchup. 
but if I have him, I'm selling him high after that performance. Um, you know, that's I, I talked about it. I think I put it on TikTok today, even. But yeah, there's always that guy in your league who thinks whenever Odell Beckham Jr. makes a good play that, oh yeah, this is Odell Beckham. He's the top five guy. No, just just sell him high. He's a headache to own. He's inconsistent. At this point, he is a glorified Robbie Anderson. So selling Odell high, if you don't want to sell him for some weird reason, then yes, start him this week because it's a good matchup. But, but I don't like him. I don't think he's a good, consistent option. Jarvis Landry has been awful, awful so far. 11 points and 7 points. This is a week for him to rebound. I think he's a very good uh, buy-low candidate, actually, because Jarvis Landry is consistently underhyped. He's never finished outside the top 22 at the wide receiver position. And uh, I... So, statistically speaking, he will rebound. And this is, like I said, a good matchup against the Washington football team. So it's pretty, pretty... uh, not out of the picture that he would rebound this week in this matchup. So Jarvis Landry is a good buy low candidate. If you if you had Galladay and you're wondering if he's going to play, if you have Julio, you're wondering if he's going to play, go make a move, grab Landry. He's probably dirt cheap right now. No one's been an early pick on him. No one's been able to start him. No one's been pleased with him so far. So go buy Landry. He's going to help your team. Now the, the tight end position, Logan Thomas, not interested in. Austin Hooper, not interested in. Who do I think wins? I think the Washington football team takes down the Cleveland Browns. Terry McLaurin goes off, and Antonio Gibson goes off too. And uh, Jarvis Landry has a very solid game of PPR points. That's what I think. But I think think the football team takes down the Browns. All right, guys. Tennessee Titans versus the Vikings. Guys, Delusional Devin. If If you're watching the live stream on TikTok, Delusional Devin, go tag him, everyone. Uh, I, I want to roast Kirk Cousins. But uh, Kirk Cousins has been so bad. So bad. Negative one fantasy points last week. Negative one fantasy points. I don't know if I've ever seen that. He, he didn't like take a snap and break his leg and fumble the ball. No, he played four quarters. He threw the ball 26 times. He threw three interceptions on 11 completions. Negative one fantasy points. What? (laughs) No, I cannot start Kirk Cousins this week. I think he rebounds. I think he's rebounds. But no, I can't start him this week after he put up negative one fantasy points. Now, now it's um, it's interesting because he's got Atlanta coming up, which is a great, great matchup for quarterbacks. But what are you doing with Kirk Cousins? Because he's consistently been one of the more reliable fantasy options. You always get him late. But uh, he's been so bad this, this year. Negative one fantasy points. So bad. What are you doing with him? I think you uh, you let him sell down and you pick him up off the waivers because he will be on the waivers. And I don't think this is Kirk Cousins for the whole season, guys. I don't. I've seen enough Kirk Cousins. We have eight years of sample size of Kirk Cousins to know that he's not as bad as he played. So no, I'm not starting him this week, but Kirk Cousins should bounce back. I think he's going to be a decent, uh, decent, decent option later down the road. 
Ryan Tannehill. Oh boy. Oh boy. Here we go. This is the first time I've ever talked about Ryan Tannehill on the TikTok. For some reason, I, I talked about it quite a few times last year on Instagram, but Ryan Tannehill, holy smokes, he's good. 26 fantasy points, 19 fantasy. He hasn't had a bad game since week seven of last year. He has not had a bad game since week seven of last year. Minnesota has been horrendous. Fire up Ryan Tannehill in your lineup, guys. He's going to go ham again. He's going to go crazy again. Fire up Ryan Tannehill with full confidence. One of my favorite quarterbacks this week. One of my biggest, like, boom quarterbacks this week. Now, running back position. Obviously, yes, we're starting Derrick Henry. He should rebound. Um, He hasn't broken off a big, big play. But, you know, that's Derrick Henry. That's why I didn't recommend drafting him. He has to do so well to have a good game. 84 yards for most running backs would be a good game because they'd be paired with like four receptions for 40 yards. But no, he didn't have a reception. So his 84 yards turned to eight fantasy points. That's equivalent to like, uh, uh, (laughs) that's equivalent to David Montgomery's four receptions for 40 yards without the touchdown even. So that's why I wasn't super high on Derrick Henry. But if you've got him, you got to start him because he can always completely go off any given matchup. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Yep, we're starting him. He's great. Dalvin Cook is fabulous. Uh, even if they're getting blown out, Dalvin Cook will get a touchdown because of garbage time. So yeah, fire up Dalvin Cook. A.J. Brown. Uh, is he going to play? I don't think A.J. Brown is going to play. Very disappointing. Very disappointing uh, if you drafted A.J. Brown with you know your third-round pick. Very disappointing to see him not play. Uh, it does boost Corey Davis once again. Corey Davis had another solid outing. Not a lot of yards, but did find the end zone. I think he's a decent flex option this week, uh, especially you know the injuries that you're probably facing. And then Jonu Smith gets the massive bump. Look, we talked about it last year on Instagram and at some point this offseason on a podcast and at some point on TikTok too. But Jonu Smith is someone that I loved coming into the season because Ryan Tannehill has a long history of hyper-targeting the tight end position. We're seeing that now, especially with A.J. Brown out. Jonu Smith is getting huge work. 84 yards and two touchdowns. He's the red zone threat. He's a fantastic athlete. This is the third-year breakout we always talk about for tight ends. So firing up Jonu Smith, great long-term rest-of-season option as well. Other side, Adam Thielen is the only wide receiver that I'm starting. 32 points week one, a lot of garbage time, the two touchdowns, six-point late a dud. Um, I think he bounces back. I think he bounces back this week. Um, I, I don't think we see another performance this bad from Kirk Cousins. So I, you know, uh, logically speaking, we won't see a performance that bad from Adam Thielen either because he's really the only other wide receiver. So starting Kirk Cousins uh, or starting Adam Thielen this week, uh, pretty confident that he'll rebound. Only a couple more matchups. Oh, who do I think wins that? I think the Tennessee Titans win. I think uh, Ryan Tannehill completely torches them. All right, Las Vegas Raiders versus the Patriots. Cam Newton is going to do it again. Cam Newton's so good. How did he, how did, why did the, (laughs) why did they go with Teddy Bridgewater over him? Why did the Bears sign Nick Foles over him? I don't get it. Cam Newton is so good. Four rushing touchdowns. Four rushing touchdowns. 
If Vegas's defense isn't spectacular, I don't think they're going to stop him. I think Cam Newton is locked and loaded starting top five quarterback. Cam Newton is amazing. He's back, guys. Cam Newton is back. Fire him up. Same with same with Derek Carr. No, no, not the same with Derek Carr, actually. Uh, I got a little too excited there. Forgot to use logic. I'm not starting Derek Carr this week. Patriots defense is going to uh is gonna bounce back after that loss. Uh Bill Belichick doesn't let his defense have two bad games in a row. So I think they kind of scorch the Derek Carr truthers out this week. So not not starting Carr, but Cam Newton, love him. Josh Jacobs, other side, 35 fantasy points, 13. I'm starting him. You know, if you have Josh Jacobs, of course you're starting him. Top 12 running back in the league. I think he has a potential to finish top five, possibly top three. Love Josh Jacobs. We're starting him everywhere. James White, uh, is he going to play? He didn't practice. He's going through some really, really tragic personal issues. His father passed away in a in a tragic car accident, and his mother is in critical condition. Prayers and thoughts out to James White. Uh, not expecting him to play or be heavily involved in this game. Um, you know, look for other options, but uh, pray for James White. Really tragic news for him and his family. Now, the wide receiver position, Henry Ruggs. No, we're not starting him. Brian Edwards. No, we're not starting him. Hunter Renfro. No, we're not starting him. We're not starting anyone there. <laughs> Josh Jacobs is the only guy we're starting. And Darren Waller. Although I do expect a, a bit of a let, a let down week from Waller this week. Julian Edelman coming off a monster performance, 179 yards, his all-time record. Eight receptions. I think he continues. I think Julian Edelman is going to be one of the biggest steals of the draft. I think Julian Edelman is going to be one of the biggest steals of this draft. I don't know how he slipped so far. He finished number seven last year, and I got him in one league in like the ninth round. I have no idea how everyone forgot about him. I forgot about him for the most part. I just, it just everyone forgot about him. I think he's going to be a huge steal. 26 points, probably not, but 20 for sure. Starting Julian Edelman. Nikhil Harry. I mean, if you're dealing with injuries, look at Nikhil Harry. 12 targets, 72 yards. Didn't do a ton with his targets, but hey, there were targets and he caught them. So Nikhil Harry is a pretty good flex option if you're really suffering with the injuries. And yeah, that's that's the end of this matchup. I am taking the Patriots to destroy the Raiders. All right, two matchups left. 49ers versus Giants. This one's going to be pretty brief, guys. Nick Mullins sitting, Daniel Jones sitting, Jarek McKinnon starting, Deion Lewis sitting, Devontae Freeman sitting, Wayne Gallman sitting, Kendrick Bourne sitting, Brandon Yuk sitting, Darius Slayton sitting, unless you're really suffering with injuries, Golden Tate sitting, Ingram starting, Kittle starting. Do you like that speed run, guys? Do you like that speed run? I mean, there, there's not much else to say. I think this is pretty pretty black and white. McKinnon, we're going to start. I think he's a very good running back when healthy. Jeff Wilson, um, if you lost all your running backs to injuries and drafted poorly and have no depth, I guess Jeff Wilson as like a shot in the dark, say your prayers and hope he finds the end zone. But I'm not I'm not going out of my way to step, start Jeff Wilson. Jeremy McKinnon, maybe Darius Slayton, Kittle Ingram. Those are the only guys in this matchup I'm starting. Who I think wins, I think, despite having every single player on their team injured. That's both teams I just realized. I think the 49ers win. All right, last matchup for the night before we close this out. 
Cincinnati versus Eagles. Man, these teams have been disappointing. Eagles, so bad. What What is wrong with Carson Wentz? Looks like garbage. Wentz looks so bad, guys. Uh, you're, you're not going to be able to start him with confidence. And honestly, I'm expecting bounce back. But if he can't do it this week against Cincinnati, he is droppable. He's he's droppable. If he can't get it done against Cincinnati, drop him. And I'm I'm not expecting it to happen. He doesn't have any wide receivers. I mean, he he has no one to throw the ball to. And uh, was it Arcea Whiteside? Yeah. Well, JJ Arcea Whiteside doesn't have a reception yet. Someone on their team broke his hand, I think. AC joined in the thumb. It's a disaster for him. So, Miles Sanders starting great wide uh, running back one. You know, top 10 guy each week. Ertz and Godair starting with confidence. Wentz staying away from. All the wide receivers staying away from. Now, Joe Burrow talked about it on the TikTok, talked about it on the other videos. Joe Burrow is a very good streaming option this week against Philadelphia. I think he has a good game. Joe Mixon... I think he gets his bounce back. I think he usually starts off slow. Past couple years, that's kind of his thing. He starts off slow. Week three is usually where he kind of shows us, oh yeah, this is why we all thought Joe Mixon was good, because he is. So I'm starting Joe Mixon with full confidence. If you don't have him, go buy low on Joe Mixon. Go buy low on Joe Mixon. Kind of rhymes, but, but do it. Take my advice, please. And then Tyler Boyd, starting. I think Boyd is a fantastic wide receiver. AJ Green starting because he's averaging 11 targets and he's healthy. So we're starting him. Healthy AJ Green with targets is a recipe for fantasy success. The fact that it hasn't happened yet just makes me want to go out and buy him in every single league I'm in. Because if he's healthy and getting targets, AJ Green will produce. So go buy him, start him if you've got him. And uh, that is the end. That is the last matchup. Who do I think wins? I think the Bengals get the win over the Eagles. I think the Eagles' misery continues. I think Carson Wentz is just horrible again. I think the Bengals' Joe Burrow gets his first win. All right, guys. That is the end of the Profit Podcast for this week. Uh, We'll get into the next matchups on Friday and the injury report with Dr. Natwa from Fantasy Docs. The last eight matchups in the injury report, but that is the end of this one. So thank you all for listening. If uh, and watching and watching, we've got three different cameras set up and the audio. So thank you all for uh, joining, and I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you found this information useful. Hope it it helped you uh, uh, kind of figure out who to start. So have a great night, everyone. I will see you next time. And hey, can't wait to watch uh, Jacksonville versus Miami. That's <laughs> Who am I kidding? I can't even pretend to get excited about that. But seriously, hopefully, hopefully, Chark plays since I've owned him in a couple leagues. But, but uh, you know, have a good night, guys. Sleep well. Sleep tight. <laughs> it's so awkward trying to end a podcast. All right, bye.